This is a Color Pencil Podcast, session number 56. But yeah, for somebody who's really just looking to get better, you can go sit in a park and sketch people for hours. Yeah, it's just one of those things, the more you do, I think, the, the sharper you can get. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick, and I am joined by my co-host, Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. Are you okay? <laughs> Got it first. <laughs> Got it first. <laughs> you thought I was going to ask, how are you or something? Uh-huh, or what's yeah, up? and oh, I figured I would no. jump in. And... You were so confused by those questions lately. I was going to ask really a real am. easy one. I'm like, what's the meaning of life or something? Anyway. That I could have done. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. So here we are. Another Colored Pencil Podcast. Less fattening, no sugar, no taste. No, that didn't go where I wanted. Anyway. No, it didn't at all. All right, so this is a show about the art of colored pencil where we discuss tips, techniques, shortcuts, and all the nitty-gritty of this medium that we love so much. So who are we talking to today, Lisa? We are talking to artist Carrie Simmons. Well, Carrie, thank you very much for joining us on the show and taking the time out of your schedule to talk to us about your art. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Okay, you you live in New York right now, Correct. right? Bring us up to speed and tell us who you are and how you got started in colored pencil. Yeah, who I am. I've been working as an artist for, I'd say, about 10 years now professionally. And um, mm-hmm. for a long time, I, I worked with oil paint because I just assume that that's what artists do is they work with oil paint. But I've always enjoyed drawing. Um, I like the control that I have over drawing and so colored pencil was a way for me to incorporate color without having to use wet media, without the mess. Um, I think it partly came out of necessity from moving and being in small spaces. And um, it was just easier to like take my pencils with me. And, and then I, of course, by trying it, I fell in love with, um, I use Prismacolor colored pencils. I fell in love with the waxy medium and the effects that you can achieve with colored pencil. So I've just, I've continued to make that my focus as opposed to painting. So now you studied art uh, in school. You have a BFA, correct? No, I don't actually. I you have <laughs> I have a, a BA in Russian studies. Um, from I'm from Illinois, from University of Illinois. Um, and I, I chose to go that route so that I could study abroad. So I, I got my degree in Russian and then I went to um, the Russian Academy of Art in St. Petersburg. And I also studied in Kiev, Ukraine. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I, I did one year at the New York Academy of Art, but I did not complete my MFA because I never intended to teach. Okay. Well, where I first was, I guess, introduced to you was in the drawing magazine several years ago. Okay. Uh huh. That's where I first saw an article um, with your work. So only for about the past 10 years uh, have you been doing fine art, right? Yeah, I've had the opportunity to make it like my full-time career for about 10 years now, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And that's through gallery representation and do you do private commissions? I know you teach a class on Craftsy or can you talk to us a little bit about the business side real quick? 
Sure. Um, I cobble together what I can. So I have mm-hmm. different balls going at once. Um, I teach through Craftsy, so that's been ongoing for the last couple of years. I've been represented by Robert Lang Galleries in Charleston, South Carolina for about, let's say, seven to eight years now. Um, mm-hmm. I also... Um, I also sell work through Arcadia Contemporary Gallery, and that's been kind of off and on, but it's an outlet for me to sell my graphite pencil drawings. Um, and more recently, I've been represented or am represented by Gallery Dorsey in Boston. Um, and I do private commissions and odd jobs and whatever I can. Yeah. Um, so I'm just busy all the time, anything creative that I can do to kind of keep things moving forward. Uh-huh. You primarily do portraits, am I correct? Or do you do other things as well? I'm looking through your website. You've got a beautiful gallery on here. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I I prefer portraits. I love drawing people. What drew you to that? Wow, I'm making a pun and I don't even mean to. What (laughs) brought you to or draws you to, attracts you to drawing people versus other subject matter? I think it's the challenge partly of trying to capture not just, um, not just, the physical aspect, but to get the whole person, you know, to get someone's personality and character and mood and all the things that go into what a person looks like. You know, I've done landscapes as well. I've done other things, but I just find myself continually returning to faces. And I, I don't know. It's just an obsession I have. I, I'm, And you're the subject of a lot of, of your uh, portraits. Yes. Yes, and I'm I'm not sure I can analyze exactly why that is. Um, part of it's necessity because it's you know I I'm here all the time. You're always around, right? I'm always around. <laughs> free I'm model, free to model. I'm always yeah. available. You're I'll patient. Do anything. <laughs> um, so that you understand the artist, <laughs> right? I understand, I, and I think too, it's um, directing is like a whole other skill, and yeah. it's easier for me to come up with a concept in my head and then act it out as opposed to trying to direct somebody else into my vision so um i think that's why i use myself and mostly out of practicality and also i guess i know myself so it's it's something that's very familiar and it's just that maybe artist inclination to keep gazing at navel gazing i don't know (laughs) (laughs) well what i like about your art though is that it it looks like you're trying to say something i'm not sure what it is but it's real engaging, and you don't want to you don't want to look away. I mean, like this one with the mask. What gave you that idea? Or is there anything deeper that you're trying to communicate? I I think there are. Um, I'm really glad to hear that you're drawn in by that. I it's always my goal to mm-hmm. share the the odd things that go on in my head and and draw people in. I like the idea of story and narrative. Um, so sometimes that's the basis. I come up with an idea and and how can I convey it. Um, I think some of it is catharsis for me or it's, it's working out. Uh, drawing has been something that's been with me. I mean, I started enjoying it as a, as a very small child and it's a way for me to work things out. So I found that, um, often what comes out, it's not necessarily intentional, but I can look back, um, with hindsight and see, oh, that's what was going on at that time. Or that's, so certain themes reappear again and again. And I think a lot of it has to do with the, the junk that swirls in my head and then I'm trying to like figure out repeatedly. Um, but whatever, the, you know, from whatever the source is, whether it's like contrived or just something that is in my subconscious, I, I glad to hear that it can 
hopefully speak to other people. It's not just yeah. all, you know, circulating in my own head that I, I can right. draw other people in and get other people's interest. And hopefully, you know, with some of the things I think too, I'm just trying to put something out there so that the viewer can create a story and come up with their own uh-huh. narrative. Cause that's, that's always right. interesting to me. Sometimes little pieces of a puzzle are more interesting than just being handed the whole thing. Like you know, I, I like that's something that I hear a lot of artists say, but I don't see a lot of artists that say that actually succeeding in that. And I think you really do here. Like all of your work, you can see that story behind that you don't often see with, with in artwork. I'm really glad to hear that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not, it's hard for me to tell. I'm so much in it myself. It's hard for me to tell what carries over and what doesn't. But that is definitely my goal to mm-hmm. draw people in. Now, I'm also looking at your crayon gallery are these what what are what are they done with um some of that some crayolas just any wax based okay. crayon that, that I yeah. could get my hands on and this is very i mean this is not representational art i mean this is a, a departure from some of your other work absolutely is this, yeah is this I've, represented I've in galleries or no oh, it's sorry, not go ahead. it's not mm-hmm. um I don't really know what to do with that body of work i some yeah. things i I think I go off on a tangent and I explore things that doesn't necessarily mean that I follow up with. I'm yeah. trying to find a home for them all. It was just, yeah, I've gotten into, I've dabbled in everything you can. I size that's, that's interesting. Um, they're not terribly big, maybe 20 by 30 or so inches. Hmm. It was more right. of an experimentation. I think it, a lot of these things also, they come back, like that brought me a re, that brought me back to the colored pencil was figuring out what I could do with Mylar. I think I just, I like drawing and I like the wax-based media. It's fun to see what you can do with those things. Talk to us then about the materials that you prefer. You said you like Prismacolor Premier pencils. Uh, what about paper? Um, paper, I definitely prefer tone paper. Uh, for me, it's so much easier to start with a middle ground and build out from there than to start with white. Um, uh-huh. It's just color is challenging for me to start. So it helps to begin with somewhere in between, not to just have like this bright white thing staring at me. And then um, I've used Canson uh, meat. I don't know how to say it correctly. Me tintes. That always makes yeah. me happy when people don't know how to say it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I can't say it either. <laughs> Something French. I don't know. Right, right. I never learned French, but <laughs> right. um, can- the Canson tinted papers was my go-to for a while. And then I discovered museum board. And so that's my, my absolute favorite at the moment. And I'll mm-hmm. probably keep using that until something better comes along. But that's, it's like a nice um, kind of earthy brown color. And it has, it has just enough to to grab the pencil, but not so much that you're like fighting it and you're trying to fill it in. Uh-huh. And it's you know acid free. It's it's archival. It's all those good things too. Mm-hmm. So, do you use any other uh, pencils, or are those the ones you just kind of stick with? I, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Gonna, I, you know, I do own other pencils, and I've tried them, but I keep coming back to the Prismacolor. Mostly because they're they're like the softest and the most mm-hmm. densely pigmented, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, how did you get started doing the Craftsy class? You have one on colored pencil portraits. Is that all that you're doing, or do you have others out there? I, I wasn't sure um, about just, that. Yeah, just the one. Uh, uh-huh. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Mario Robinson. No, I'm not. Uh, he's he's an artist. He's um, I believe he works down south, but he does great uh, watercolor portraits and um, uh-huh. he has a class on craftsy so apparently he had suggested that they look me up which they did so they came to me and found me oh, neat. Um, 
And of course, I was very flattered and thrilled and said, yeah, yeah. sure, I'll do a class. Uh-huh. Um, so when did you record that? When was that that you did that class? That was August two years ago. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's an ongoing thing. I still I interact with my students, but it was a uh-huh. it was like a one time you know three days of shooting. Well, it's it's very encouraging though to see somebody who uh, is hard at work. I think an, an artist who is actually taking the reins and making it happen. I I love talking to artists who uh, are successful and out there just really you know. Shaking some things up and doing some things and balancing several uh, plates at once. Pencil artists in galleries as well. That's yeah. really encouraging. Yeah, that, that is for very so encouraging. long. We were not. That wasn't even a remote possibility. So it's great to see somebody out there showing, like, no, this is the quality that colored pen. This is what colored pencil can do. This is what it looks like. And having galleries accept that is really great to hear. And you know what I heard recently? There's a colored pencil artist in Texas. He was talking to a gallery, and they looked at his work, and they wanted several of his pieces, but they told him to not cover it with glass. They would they preferred it not to be covered with glass. What's been your experience with that? Are the directors, are the, what are they saying to you about how to frame your work? Um, that's a really good question. I'm still trying to figure that one out. It's tricky because mm, I think yeah. often um, clients or collectors prefer art that can be presented like a painting. So it's not right. it's not removed. It's not like behind glass. It's not matted. Um, so I've worked to sort of figure out ways that I can present the colored pencil pieces as paintings as opposed to drawings. And I've even heard them referred to as paintings. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure technically if because it's color or Anyway, um, but I like the idea of presenting them as paintings as well. And so for me, it's it's been um, a mixture between different kinds of varnish to seal it in. Um, I've gone the route of framing them with, you know, non-glare acrylic. Um, that still kind of gives you a barrier. And so yeah. recently I'm beating my head against the wall trying to figure out how to resin coat everything. Oh, really? Um, so that's – and then I'm realizing like, oh, I this is a whole other skill set of resin pouring and ro- working with resin and chemistry that like is yeah. – I'm afraid beyond me right now. Like I'm still working on it. But hopefully I can figure it out. Um, so, yeah, I I wish I had a good answer for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the framing side of things and I – yeah. I'm really, I've struggled with that and I've definitely been trying to figure it out on my own. And yeah, I wish there was a magic product that could seal it in without so much. Right. Well, yeah, there, I, I know there are some colored pencil artists who um, will use canvas as a support, you know, the, on, on the board, like the Fredericks board canvases. Uh-huh. I would think also that maybe um, if the gallery is used to having paintings, then probably that's the clientele that they've got. It's so funny to me to hear that because I, it's not something I've ever considered. I like my work behind glass. It's not, like, I never even yeah. considered needing to look for an alternative. So that's really interesting. Yeah. And I, you know, I can only speak to my experience with just a very few galleries. So I, mm-hmm. I don't honestly know. Um, obviously there are galleries that specialize in drawings and other kinds of media mm-hmm. and know how to, you know, provide what their collectors are looking for. So I, I'm not really right. sure, but it does seem like overall there's a preference for um, more painting style art, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. 
Yeah, I'm certainly no expert. I don't it's know. It's really interesting. But it sounds like you have a good working relationship with uh, that one gallery. Which gallery was that that you're represented eight, seven or eight years now with? Robert Lang Studios in Charleston. Yeah, yeah they've been really good about letting me try different approaches um, and mm. figuring out together what works well. Mm-hmm. So they've gi- they've given me the go ahead on the epoxy. We'll see how that goes. That's still obviously a work in process, <laughs> a work in progress. Excuse me. What tips would you give a beginning color pencil artist just starting out? Some drawing tips for starting out in color pencil. I I think what I've noticed with my craftsy students in particular is um, a hesitation to go all out with the colored pencil. And I think if, if I had a student and was encouraging them at the very start, I, w- I would suggest, or I often do suggest that they go heavy with the pencils that, um, you know, it's nothing so precious that you can't like replace or buy a new one. It's not, your first piece does not have to be, you know, a fine art for a museum. It, it can all yeah. be practiced and, um, so not, oh, you see a hesitation. Yeah, huh? there's often a hesitation. There's mm-hmm. kind of a working really light. And perhaps part of it is, um, you know, if you start out with, uh, depending on the set that you purchase, but if you start out with something that's more student grade, for example, it, the pencils don't even allow you to push out a whole lot of pigment. They, they just tend to be lighter. So that's why I, I really favor the Prismacolor or even, I guess, like, uh, what is it, the Cran de Chez? like the wax crayons can be really good for just going heavy handed. And the only way to figure out how many layers are possible and how much is possible with colored pencil is to really push the limits. Even if that means that say your first piece, you go so far that you, you know, you burnish it down to nothing and (laughs) it won't take any more pigment. Right. That's how you learn how much it, you know, your paper, your surface can manage. And how flexible it is, you know, if somebody's holding back, if they're timid about it, or if they consider whatever they're working on to be really precious and uh, they're fearful about it, they're really, that's not the way to, to learn. That's not the way to see how far you can go with it. So I don't know, I, I guess, cause I, I like experimenting and I like to see what can be done with a medium that hasn't been traditionally respected. Yeah. You know, I'm always yeah. like trying to push and see how far it will go and, uh, Hopefully, I'm not too afraid to make mistakes. You know, some of my paintings yep. don't see the light of day. That's okay. You know, that's that's how you learn. Very good advice. I see that a lot with students where they are afraid to try things. They're afraid to experiment. And I even have questions come in all the time like that where you know that it's just a matter of they haven't really tried it yet. They're so afraid to mess up that they don't experience it. Just like you're saying, that's really good advice. Yeah, we're hitting on something really big there that there is that uh, hesitation because they're wanting it to be perfect or something. And if they just push it and if it's bad, go on to the next one. You don't right. have to, yeah, right. have to I feel, feel like, like it's a failure. The, the best way to learn is by doing. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, I've struggled with the same thing of, you know, wanting it to be just right each time. And, and that's that's okay. As long I think as long as the student or whoever just keeps going and pushing with each piece, you you definitely learn, and it kind of builds upon itself. Yeah. Now, do you teach some workshops? No, or, I don't do any no? teaching outside the Craftsy. Okay. Were you, were you teaching before that, before Craftsy? Um, only privately. Gotcha. And so, one of the things that I hear a lot is, um, and Lisa, Lisa and I have talked about this before too. You know, there, there's this um, quote, I've heard it said in different flavors and attributed to different people. But, you know, if you 
do the thing you love um, all the time for your work, then you'll never work another day in your life. The reality usually is that even though you enjoy being an artist, it's still work and it still takes effort. Uh, and you're not going to be successful in you know being able to put out a, a lot of work uh, and you know have have these articles that you've that you've uh, been able to write in for different magazines and be represented in galleries and and have a a class online if you're not doing some work how often do you draw do you draw every day and how do you approach you know your work day uh, well, I don't get up early. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> right there I, with I've, you. Yeah, I've given myself permission to work yeah. later at night um, or to work as, you know, I try to mark out my day so that when I'm alert and I'm sharp, that's the time uh-huh. that I'm working. So if I do need to take a nap in the afternoon, which unfortunately I, I often do, I let myself do that's that. That's nice. Yeah, I because I good. I need to. I can I can tell I'm slowing down and, the you know, I'm, I don't want to just be sitting there sort of putzing around at no, my no. Yes, but then that means that I, I, I go back to work all yeah. evening. Um, so I, yeah, I try to cram in um, as many hours as I can every day. It's it's a balance. It's hard to, you know, there's other life stuff and things I have to take care of. But I draw pretty much every day if I can, um, and I draw weekends. And um, it's for me, it's mostly cramming in as many hours as I possibly can. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's for my situation it seems that I, I need to work a lot I need to put in a lot of time uh, at least this far in my career to, to mm. like make a go of things at all um, and for me it's worth it and I do I enjoy it but um, I'd also prefer to do this as opposed to anything else so I have to hustle and that's just that's part of the deal mm-hmm. that's something that I think so many artists need to hear too just they think, you know, it, 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 like what John was saying, that it's just this relaxing draw when you're in the mood. That's the one that gets me the most, this idea that yeah. you're only going to create when that magic fairy dust hits and the stars are all aligned and you're totally in the mood to create. And it's like, no, this is your job. Get to the easel. Get to work. Right. right. And it's like any kind of business or, you know, thing that you have to balance. There's other things about my job that I don't enjoy. Um, some of the more nitty gritty things, you know, tax time rolls around, all that. But oh I, yeah, <laughs> you know, I try to find ways to like make it as painless as possible, and I and I do that too. And sometimes when I'm not feeling it necessarily, that's like a good day to go shopping for art supplies or take care of social media or things like that. Yeah. Um, now, do you are you very active on social media? Not particularly, but I, I try to kind of keep my keep myself in the game a little bit. Which um, are your favorite platforms? I I like Instagram, I think, because it's so it's, good for artists. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's so visual and it's mm-hmm. it's like snapshots. You know, I there's not quite as much stuff that you have to wade through like on Facebook, I feel yeah. like. Mm-hmm. I don't walk away from Instagram feeling irritated like I do when I've been looking for through Facebook for very long. <laughs> I I wouldn't put it that way, but that's it. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's just there's a lot of digging to get to what I'm really interested in. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas with Instagram, I feel like you can curate it more, and there's maybe mm-hmm. less Negativity. social. It's more about like what do I like to look at visually, and that's kind yeah. of my story. Yeah. I it, you know I don't need to be friends with people. That's like Facebook is good for that. It's good for yeah. connections and seeing what you know my friends are doing and my family and that's all good but 
Yeah, I think a lot of times, a lot of artists, it seems like they think that being an artist is doing all this social media and taking them away from the drawing desk. It's not a replacement for any of that. And I think you can just shirk a lot of work also if you're just doing social media. You know, it can take you away from creating art. Right. And I I really don't know what the formula is because, um, you know, clearly (laughs) some people are very involved and it's it's served them really well. And maybe they're, you know, that's something that's that's a strong point that they have. Um, But then I know there are other artists who are extremely successful and don't have a website, don't have really any presence on social media. um, And that clearly hasn't affected their public face or their success. So I, yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I do a There's little bit, a one, like I said, I try to keep my toe in the water, but I, I definitely agree with you that it can be a big time suck. And so I, I mm. limit it as well. So what kind of um, future plans do you have? What, what are you looking forward to within maybe the next year or two? Yeah, it's always, it's always my goal to just keep moving forward as far as getting better at what I do and understanding the materials and the techniques that I come up with. And so um, regardless of whether my sales are up or down or, or how things yeah. are doing, I think I'm driven because I just enjoy it so much. I'm driven to, to keep pushing myself, pushing myself to new levels and see what I can accomplish and how I can make each drawing better. And so I, I'm always looking to improve. And I think I'll be that way, you know, God willing, mm-hmm. when I'm like 85, I'll still be pushing <laughs> pushing along. Oh, that's that's great. When do you find time to write? Do you write often? I don't write often, um, but when I have had opportunities to write for different publications or online, I try to take them. You know, I appreciate that chance to sort of get myself right. out there and maybe reach a few more people. Um, so when I do write, if it's, you know, a few times a year, I, I've always enjoyed writing as well, to be honest. So I, I put yeah. a lot into my writing to try to you know, do that well, while I can do yeah. it. And then I'm usually, my brain feels like it's overheated by the time I'm done. <laughs> and then I go back to drawing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess it's good. Maybe it works the other half of my brain. Yeah, no, I, I like I like reading your approach and the tutorials and the things that I've read in uh, some of the articles that you've written. What kind of advice would you give like to a, a portrait artist who is wanting to improve uh, their skills in portraiture? I mean, yours are so engaging, and I just see this balance. But there's also this unique positioning of the subject. What would you say to that? I mean, they're they're very simple. They're they're not real complex, but at the same time, they're extremely engaging, and they have they have this life to them. I mean, a lot of times you'll see a portrait, and it's just it's just kind of flat. And yours are not like that at all. They're like the opposite of that. Well, thank you for saying that. I'm glad that they, they seem to come to life. Um, oh, they really, I'm really, really happy do. to hear that. Um, I think doing is, is the biggest thing. Um, it's just to do over and over again. And I actually, I didn't mention it here because it's it's just yet another ball I've got in the air. But I also have a, a job where I sketch pe- people live. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And so that's that's kept me sharp. But just looking at face after face, you know, even when I was, you know, studying at the New York Academy and traveling on the subway, I draw people on the trains. And um, interesting. So you you keep a sketchbook and do that often. Yeah, so I'm that, drawing keep that skill. You know, whether it's for yeah. things intended for a gallery or just because it's you know late at night and I'm sitting in bed with my iPad, I'll just keep drawing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I I think maybe too I'm an introvert. It's it's hard. It's always been a struggle for me to to connect with people. And I think 
maybe part of that is a way that I can, I like to study people. I like to figure out how they're different. And I mm-hmm. see beauty in all different kinds of people and all different kinds of faces. Um, most of my models aren't professional models. They're friends or family. And I don't know. I've just the fascination that you can find in that, that individual, you know, not just their surface, but who they are yeah. and the different quirks that everyone comes with and the personalities. And it's trying to study it. like It's like a specimen, you know, Yeah. <laughs> to see yeah. it from all angles. And then, of course, like anything that, that you can throw in there with anatomy and understanding the skull and the, the muscle, like all right. of that is very helpful as well. Uh, I was mm-hmm. fortunate to be able to study a lot of anatomy. Um, but yeah, for somebody who's really just lo- looking to get better, you can go sit in a park and sketch people for hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just one of those things. The more you do, I think the, the sharper you can get. Awesome. Awesome. Carrie, thank you very much. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Okay, thank you. It was really nice talking with you. Yeah, you too. Take care. All right, bye now. Bye-bye. As always, you guys can check out the show notes over there at sharpenedartist.com slash podcast, and you can probably just type in Carrie, K-E-R-R-Y, and her show will pop right up. And if you would like to continue the discussion, we do that over there in the Colored Pencil Podcast group on Facebook. And if you enjoy the show tell someone else about it or go over to iTunes and leave us a rating and or a review. We would really appreciate that. You can always contact us podcast at sharpenedartist.com and we will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com There right after the museum B. Want me to finish the word for you? Bored. No, it says bored when I'm when I'm there. Well, it does now, now because I just added to it. No, now it says bored ord. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back to the interview. I'm just indulging here. For a moment. <laughs> I just love all the, the the graphite stuff. Is really just drawing me in right now.